We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFB Nation All-America Podcast. My name is Bill Trochi, Senior Editor at SportingNews.com, joined, as always, by Bill Bender, Lead College Football Writer at SportingNews.com. And, Bill, we have hit the championship weekend. It is time to pick the conference championship games, go over them, break them down, update our confidence contest, and uh, answer a little trivia. You ready? You ready to go? Hey, let's do it. I mean, happy to be in conference championship week. One more big week here, and I'm going to catch you here in this final week. So down, uh, we'll get to that update. I'm down by a couple points, but I'm going to hit a couple big ones this weekend. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire 
to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We're not going to go through our, our regular uh, viewing windows type of format because obviously we're just going to we're going to focus on the five Power Five championship games. They're spread out. They almost all have an exclusive window, starting with Friday night and then moving on through Saturday night. So it should be fun. Um, and then the Team USA soccer team cooperated. Their game is going to be in the morning. There's going to be no overlap with any college football. Bill, I know you've been tracking Team USA very closely. <laughs> And uh, I want to, I want you to answer now. Who do they play next? This they is play, not trophy trivia, but who do I they know. play next? No, at basketball practice, we were during the game. Uh, my, I'm coaching over at St. Catherine, sixth grade boys, and they started chanting USA. So I figured we won. Uh-huh. Um, and they play the Netherlands. So there you go. There you go. I believe they're pretty good. So they they play at 10 a.m. Saturday. They're getting over. Well, they they wanted. You know, they bumped them up so we could watch Ohio University play in the MAC championship game at noon. I know that's why they bumped that game up. There you go. There you go. I know you wanted to pick <laughs> that game too. You can make, I'll give you a, a bonus, uh, a bonus yeah. uh, segment where you can talk about the MAC championship and, and, and root for your Bobcats right there. No problem. So let's uh, first, before we get into it, all right, let's update our confidence contest. For people who've been listening all year, Bill and I have picked uh, four games against the spread every week and we would order them in uh, order of confidence we would give four points three points two points one points like a bowl confidence pool every week and uh, last week week 14 robert week you hit your two-pointer and your one-pointer so you came home with three points uh, you got uh, washington and texas a&m but there's an easy cover since they were getting 10 and they won by two touchdowns against lsu and oregon state came through for me big time and that was a big swing because you had Oregon State. Uh, you, sorry, you had Oregon with three the three pointer. Oregon State was my two pointer. That was a big swing there. I also got a bonus point when we had our our prediction as to which game would be closer: USC and Notre Dame, or Michigan and Ohio State. Neither of us thought those were going to be ten point spreads, but they were. USC ND was closer, so I took home three points. You took home three points, and I am in front. As we head into championship weekend, Trochi 59, Bender 55. You prepared to catch me? I'll see what I can do. I might have a, we may have to do OU as a special request in the MAC championship because I'm, we're one for one, one and one each on special requests. So maybe we can add that one at the end, but uh, we shall see. All right. Before we get into our picks, I'm going to ask you the trivia question. And at the end of the show, we will give the answer. And this is a, it's a two-part question. Okay. <laughs> two-part question. I was never good at these in high school. Who was the last unranked team? Purdue is an unranked team here against Michigan in the in a big Power Five conference championship game. Who was the last unranked team to play in a Power Five conference championship game? Who was the last unranked, like Purdue? It was the last unranked Power 5 team to reach a conference championship game. That's part one. Part two, who is the last unranked Power 5 
conference championship participant to win mm-hmm. a conference championship game. So who is the last one to make one and who is the last one to win? Ponder that. I already know them both. Ooh. I'm pretty sure. He's but, confident. Uh, He's I, confident. I, I know it. I don't know. I know one of them. But uh, <laughs> uh, we'll see at the end if I got the. I may be being too cocky, but I'm pretty oh, sure I know both boy. of them. Oh, boy. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Friday night. Let's kick it off. Eight o'clock on Fox from Las Vegas, the Pac 12 championship game. Big playoff implications here. Number 11, Utah versus number four, USC, the rematch. USC is a three-point favorite. Second year in a row, the game is in Las Vegas. Uh, first time they aren't having divisions. Just the first and second place teams going from the Pac-12. Uh, Utah or USC actually represented the South the last five years, and now they will both play uh, in this season. So um, first time these two played, boy, one of many awesome Pac-12 games this year that we have talked about all season. That league was just terrific all year. I loved it. Um, first game went uh, Utah 43, USC 42. USC scored six touchdowns. Utah scored six touchdowns. USC had 556 total yards. Utah had 562 total yards. It all came down to a two-point conversion, 48 seconds to go. Cam Redding took it in. Utah walked away with a win on a night. They were honoring Ty Jordan and Aaron Lowe, two former players who had died within a year. Very emotional night. Um, Dalton Kincaid, tight end, who had 16 catches for 234 yards that night. He got hurt last week against Colorado, but he is expected to play Friday night. What can we learn from this game or from that game that's going to tell us what's going to happen this game? And and then go ahead and you can make your pick, and then uh, I will make mine. Yeah, um, so we're doing our pick after each one and then assigning a value to it? We can do that, or we can do our picks at the end. Uh, Yeah, no, go ahead. Make your pick and assign the value, and then uh, that'll cut the – We'll fill in the little chart here, yeah. All right, well, here, so I'll start with this. Who knew, Bill, that this would be, in my opinion, the best conference championship game this weekend? And most meaningful. And most meaningful. And the most meaningful – and for some reason, I don't remember this being in Vegas last year, probably because I half watched it because it didn't matter to the playoff picture as much. It's it's crazy. Um, it, it's great for the Pac-12 for now because obviously USC has other plans. I think, uh, you know, this game the first time around was great. We talked earlier on our other podcast this week about Lincoln Riley and the chance to cre- correct a mistake um, that, that he was able to do with the Big 12. And that stat stood out to me when he was at Oklahoma – Conference championship games, 4-0. 4-0, and three of those got him in a playoff. So, And he's got all the same stuff. He's got a Heisman Trophy candidate, probably a guy that could clinch it. And for people that haven't watched him, it's phenomenal. He's so fun to watch. And, um, you know, it, Utah, they're just – it's one of those contrasting styles. USC is the glamour, classic glamour program all the way back to the 60s and and Utah is the grind Utah is like one of the ultimate success stories in my opinion you know in the BCS era they were coming up through the Mountain West Conference mm-hmm. uh you know the WAC uh and they've fought to be taken seriously and they've actually been in the playoff conversation more than USC so I think it ends up being a classic I just like this USC offense a little more and I think they learned the lessons from the last time. You mentioned Kincaid. He was amazing the last time these two teams played. I think he had like 100 catches. So uh, 
<laughs> I'm I'm gonna come out strong. So the spread you got, what is it? Three point. Three. Point. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take USC and I'm gonna do it for five. Ooh, baby. I USC. think they're gonna for five right out the go, and okay. I think they they come out and close it and make their playoff case. Caleb Williams wins the Heisman on Friday night, and it really puts the pressure on our next matchup. I think TC, that's going to put a lot of pressure on TCU because that the other ones I think are in. This one, I'm going to go with the Trojans for five. I'm going Utah. Ooh. Plus three. I mean, yeah, plus Upset three. outright? Plus three. Well, yeah, I think so. And it is going to be a three point, I'm assigning three points to it. Okay. Okay. I think Utah loves the disrespect card. I think Kincaid will have another big game. Michael Mayer had a big game against the, the USC defense. I think Redding can hit uh, Kincaid a lot and, and work that USC defense. And I just, one, I like the disrespect card. I think Utah. Utah thrives on that. I mean, look at what they did in the Rose Bowl last year. They played Ohio State right to the buzzer. And, you know, I think Oregon was kind of the the sexy team last year, and they pounded them twice. And and I think everybody's just assuming and talking about USC's going to the playoff. USC's going to the playoff. And I think that'll motivate the Utes. And to me, I mentioned this last week, and, and they proved me wrong about USC playing at this emotional – high three weeks in a row this will be three weeks again you know ucla they had to get themselves way up for that game and it was a classic then they got themselves way up for the notre dame game and they were at a fever pitch during that game they were terrific along the lines they had tons of energy caleb williams was unbelievable now they got to find the energy a third time in a row and this time it's going to be on a neutral field there should be some energy in the building, but I don't think it'll be like the USC UCLA energy and the USC Notre Dame energy. It's going to be tough to pull that back up. So I think Utah pulls a surprise and builds some drama for Sunday afternoon. 50-50 game, knowing that these two have split the last 10 meetings. It's going to be a good one. And um, yeah, I'll go the other. Like I said, I'm just going the other way. Maybe it's the yeah pushing daydreaming about a, a georgia <laughs> usc matchup with that offense trying to test the dogs that would be interesting next game saturday at noon on abc from arlington texas big 12 championship number 10 kansas state versus number three tcu another rematch tcu two and a half point favorite Two teams new, two new teams in the Big 12 title game, and their their first game featured a big comeback from TCU before the Horned Frogs walked away with a 38-28 win. Kansas State led 28-10 in the second quarter before TCU scored the game's final 28 points. Kansas State started Adrian Martinez, but he was knocked out early with an undisclosed injury. Uh, but uh, Will Howard came in and, and pushed the lead for Kansas State. It was his second straight double-digit comeback for TCU. Uh, Kansas State, that they had 298 yards in the first half and 92 in the second. Um, Kansas State won 48-0 over Oklahoma State the next week and, and kind of built themselves back up. They're coming in on a uh, three-game win streak. TCU, obviously 12-0. And it'll probably be feeling like a little a little pressure, as you said, uh, to make that college football playoff. How do you see this one playing out? Uh, it should be close. You know, why wouldn't it be? Uh, they were the last mm-hmm. time. One of the things with Kansas State, 
Will Howard since kind of taken over 13 touchdowns, two interceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, in this first meeting, uh, Max Duggan and Kendry Miller were amazing. So they, they really can't fall behind like they did last time. And that's the key theme of this game is, you know, TCU, I don't play with fire when you get in into that Big 12 championship game. And this is one that's had some unexpected results. And we talked about Kansas State being in that game. And, you know, the one year they – when they had it all on the line, I remember the Michael Bishop game and them losing to A&M. I remember, you know, them being in this game a couple times and spoiling one for Oklahoma. I believe they had Darren Sproles then. I'm going to have to go back and look at that one. Um, but uh, Deuce Vaughn could be that guy. That, that spoils things. So, and their rushing attack does cause people problems. So I still, I'm going to go to here. I'm going to take the, the points. I'm going to have them win. I'm going to put a three on it. I think the the Horn Frogs win. And as you can kind of see that, that will kind of take the drama out of the rest of the weekend because I'm picking UC, USC and, and uh, TCU. And I think they sew up their playoff spots. And, you know, if you're a Buckeye fan, the only, I think you're only out. Like, if you're a Buckeye fan, you're sitting there. You're only out at that point after those two win. Is like, well, what if Purdue beats Michigan by 100 points? Like, that's <laughs> your only out left. And and you know that that's the part of this that I love that somebody's going to be sitting here and rooting for something else to happen. I'm going the other way. Oh, right, good. I, I'm picking good. chaos. I'm picking chaos. Kansas State. It's going to be my two pointer, and they are going to get two and a half points. Uh, in this game again, I just uh, I, I I factor in the pressure that TCU is going to be under. They are now going to have to go thirteen and zero, and they looked great last week. They they had no drama with Iowa State, took care of them just like they should have. They seem rested, they seem healthy, but you know this game has been weird in the past. Man, last year's game was so fun. Came down to the final yard, the final play. It was very very exciting. This could be another either-or type of thing. I think eventually, you know, the the, the magic is going to run out on TCU at some point. And, uh, um, yeah, I'm just going to go with Kansas State I'm, I'm, see I'm what happens. Up, I'm going to run up to the garage and grab my daughter's chalk because that's what I'm going to show you because it's going to be a chalky weekend. I'm okay. just warning you. Okay, we'll find like out. Chaos. All right. Saturday, 3.30 on CBS here in Atlanta, the SEC championship game. Number one, Georgia versus number 14, LSU. LSU dropped nine spots after that loss to Texas A&M. Georgia is a 17-point favorite. A repeat from the 2021 when Georgia went into the SEC championship game undefeated, uh, number one, and pretty much guaranteed a spot in the college football playoff. What happened? It lost by 17 to Alabama. Of course, uh, that had no effect on Georgia's eventual march to the national championship. Bulldogs went on to beat Michigan by 23, and then they won a rematch with Alabama, and they won by 15. Uh, so this, this is where Georgia is as a program. The SEC championship game is relatively meaningless. Uh, meanwhile, LSU comes in off an embarrassing performance against Texas A&M. Tigers lost 38-23 to a 5-7 and seven Texas A&M team, their second loss of, the, of two touchdowns or more this season. LSU's obviously proven to be difficult to deal with when Jaden Daniels is on top of his game. And, you know, they've got freshman linebacker Harold Perkins making plays everywhere on defense. But this game might be as much about where the two teams are mentally as anything else. You agree? 
Yeah, it's the fifth time they played each other. I didn't realize that in this matchup. And and LSU's three and one in that. And I think a couple things come to mind when you break down the matchup is one, uh LSU's two SEC losses last week and then Tennessee. Here's the really bad news. They they gave up two hundred rushing yards in those games. And Georgia's a better rushing team than Texas AM and Tennessee combined with, with their committee of running backs. So the other part, and I, I I slacked you this stat today. Stetson Bennett hasn't taken a sack in five games. They just don't put him in hard. That that that's amazing to me. And he's quicker than you think too. He's quick and he's right. And they've got good tight ends. They've got, and that's the best way that you offset an an edge rush, which with Perkins and Ojolari, I I think this has the potential to be a blowout real quick. And. you know, I've been impressed with Jaden Daniel. It doesn't. This isn't a knock on Brian Kelly. Nobody, nobody had, nobody had Brian Kelly in this game back in in August. We were talking about is LSU going to go six and six, and why is Brian Kelly speaking in a weird accent? Now he's got him. It's an accomplishment for them to be here. It's amazing. They had forty people on their bowl roster last year. <laughs> right. Mean, everybody was in the transfer portal. The thing was a mess, and they were six and seven. And all of a sudden, they're in the SEC championship game. And all that, all that said, um, Georgia's only given up twenty points in one of their last seven games. That was to Florida. I, I think this is. I, I have it. I had a final score at like thirty-eight seventeen. So that that ought to give you a hint. I'm going to take Georgia for four. I, I think they they're the the cover lock that I like the most. Almost over. I mean, USC is a short spread. I know that's a huge spread for an SEC championship game. That's a ridiculously big spread, but I think they kind of do to LSU what LSU did to them a couple years ago in 19, where LSU just hammered them. I think this is almost a payback in some ways. Very, very wise pick bill. So wise. I'm making it my five pointer. Yep. You made good points all the way through. I'm taking Georgia. The, the history of this game is it's not very close usually. I mean, hey, there's, there's exceptions to the rule, but more often than not, it's been a blowout. And I think you're right. Georgia's going to jump on them early, not let them breathe. And it's just going to be a coronation. And like I said, it's funny to think that Georgia came into that game last year. The one thing was a psychological hurdle about against Alabama, which they wanted to clear and didn't. But again, it didn't right. have any effect because they won their national championship. So anyway, uh, we both like Georgia big in that one. Saturday night, we got two games Saturday night. Let's start 8 o'clock on Fox from Indianapolis, Big Ten championship game. Mike DeCourcy from SportingNews.com will be on hand providing live coverage on SportingNews.com. We've got Purdue at, or not at, verse number two Michigan. Michigan a 16.5-point favorite, so they're pretty much – as big a favorite as Georgia is in the SEC championship game. Purdue comes in. They are the ninth Big Ten team to reach the Big Ten championship game by winning the Big Ten West with a 6-3 and three league record. Uh, the Boilers reached the title game when Iowa was upset by Nebraska last weekend. Purdue's capable in offense with quarterback Aiden O'Connell and receiver Charlie Jones, who leads the Big Ten in receiving yards. It's not Marvin Harrison. It's Charlie Jones. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, I mean, uh, sorry, Purdue was fourth in the Big Ten in total offense but behind Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. We've talked about Michigan earlier this week, amazing performance in Columbus, of course, without Blake Corum, which is amazing. And then, uh, you know, the Big Ten East is 8-0 in this game. Uh, before we talk about this game, though, this 
brings up another point that I'd like to talk about with you. When Tennessee was getting discussed as a potential playoff team and Hendon Hooker was injured, and so that took Tennessee off the table because they're not the same team without Hendon Hooker. I vehemently disagree with penalizing a team for an injury. And my the biggest case that can be made is Michigan going into Ohio State without Blake Corum and winning by over 20 points, right? I, I, I can't tell you how much I disagree with people who – knock a team for, well, because their quarterback's out, they're not going to be. You don't know. You can't sure. project like that. You cannot penalize a team for an injury. Well, ask Car- Cardell Jones. At Ohio exactly. State. Well, they, they also had the benefit of playing a game with him, and then they just destroyed Wisconsin, and he became the biggest celebrity in Columbus that year. So that, that's a great point. And, um, I mean, I don't know if Quorum's going to play here. I don't. I. I mean, why not? Why would you? I think because I think they're in. Um, right. Uh, yeah. I think they they're in. They don't need them. But if they want to win this game because if they lose, they probably slide down to four and have to play Georgia right away. And why not go for the win? Go play TCU or whoever in that in the maybe they go to Atlanta. We talked about this yesterday. I didn't think about that till you brought it up. Maybe they go to Atlanta to make Georgia go to Phoenix Fiesta Bowl if they have that opportunity now. This matchup's a little funky, though, because Purdue throws and throws and throws some more, and Jeff Brom's a great play caller. These two haven't played since 2017. remember watching that game. Purdue gave them fits early. But Michigan is going to do what I think they're going to do, and they will end up overpowering them with the running game, with the physicality. Um, They'll probably get a turnover or two. Purdue's a hard team to figure out, though, Um, because the spoiler maker thing is very real. They're going to be excited to be there. They're going to play with nothing to lose. They've covered three times as an underdog. They should have beat Penn State. I say all those things. It's still going to feel like it's in Indiana, Bill, but it's still going to feel like a home game for Michigan mm-hmm. because they'll draw so many people to that game. They're fired up. Uh, I like the Wolverines to win, move the Big Ten East to 9-0, and but I'm going to go with Purdue on the cover. Ooh. I think 16 and a half is too many points. I think they can backdoor it. I'm going to go Purdue for two. I still like Michigan to win outright, but <laughs> the Boilermakers and Aiden O'Connell. Hey, here's one, and here's a stat I dug up today that will be in our preview at Sporting News. Michigan's four and four against the spread against Big Ten teams when they were favored, and two teams that covered were Indiana and Maryland because they chuck and they chuck and they chuck and they throw. And Purdue has more passing attempts than any team in the Big Ten, so they may hit a couple big plays and. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm going with Michigan. I think they're going to cover. Okay. I think they're on a roll. And I did, Purdue's not as good as they were last year, right? Last year they had the spoiler maker and they pulled a few upsets. This year I don't think they're as capable. I like Jeff Brom. Um, and, you know, O'Connell is a good quarterback, but they're, they can't hold a candle to Ohio State's defense. And Michigan held them in check pretty well. So I think um, when you talk about chalk for this weekend, I'm looking at Georgia and Michigan as, as you know, big-time chalk winners and putting those games out of reach pretty early. So that's going to be my four-pointer. We we are on the opposite sides here good, so far. Good. Three out of four. Somebody, you're either going to win by a lot or lose by <laughs> – It's going to be drama. The, the drama here is in the uh, confidence contest so far. Um, so Saturday night, 8 o'clock on ABC from Charlotte, the ACC championship game, number nine, Clemson, against number 23, North Carolina. Clemson is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, this game – lost whatever juice it may have had uh, on rivalry weekend as Clemson went down to South Carolina, UNC lost to NC State. Clemson's 10-2 and two, uh, with non-conference losses to Notre Dame and South Carolina. Uh, UNC comes in 9-3, and three, also has a non-conference loss to Notre Dame. Clemson is trying to win this game for the seventh time in eight years. Uh, the quarterback edge certainly goes to North Carolina as Drake May has had a phenomenal redshirt freshman season, but he has been limited to just one touchdown in his last two weeks in losses to Georgia Tech and NC State. Uh, North Carolina's defense, obviously an issue all season. We've talked about it, uh, starting with that 63-61 win against Appalachian State, and it hasn't really gotten much better. They rank 117th in the nation right now. Clemson. Fifth in the ACC in total offense, fourth in the ACC in total defense, not places we usually see them. They're usually top two in both uh, simultaneously. That's why they've owned this league for the last five, six, seven years. Uh, DJ Uangalale was eight for 29 for 99 yards, a touchdown and an interception against South Carolina. But Dabo says he is starting again against UNC. Cade Klubnik may get a chance to come off the bench. If DJ struggles again, we'll see. We saw it against Syracuse and Notre Dame. We'll see what happens here. Who, who do you like in this one? Uh, I like Clemson to win, but I, I think it's going to be ugly, an ugly game because both teams are coming off a loss. It, it, probably a slow starting game. Also out of the shadows because most people are going to be watching Michigan. It's going to be a little bit different than the Pitt-Wake game last year that had a couple borderline Heisman candidates. And really what it comes down to is quarterback play. Um I mean, maybe we do see Cade Klubnik if they're bad early as a preview to maybe what I think the winner here is going to go to the Orange Bowl. The winner here is probably going to play Alabama. So mm. Uh, mm. either way, we win there. You get Clemson, Alabama, 18 or whatever they're on. and uh, Or Drake May, <laughs> one-time Alabama commit, going against his old team. So I think Mac is going to have North Carolina and excited to be here because they came off the rough season last year. So you know, back and forth game, I do – I'm going to go North Carolina to cover. And Clemson wins. I'll take the seven and a hook. I uh, add North Carolina as my one. So, you know, back and forth, ugly game. North Carolina maybe leads early. And then Clemson, as they so often do, like you said, they, they, they're they going to be an interesting program to talk about this offseason because there's no shame in winning an ACC championship, but they have two flagrantly bad losses this year against South Carolina and Notre Dame that are teams that 
those are the those are the games they're judged on for better or worse. Mm-hmm. And the the home win streak's gone, which they like to hang their head on for a long time. I'm going with North Carolina as well. Uh, I think Clemson. They just that was a devastating loss last week. And man, I know NC NC UNC is coming into this game disappointed uh, on their two losses as well. But the game being in Charlotte may be a little bit of an edge for them too. Uh, so I, I think you know. If North Carolina doesn't win, I still think they keep it within seven, and that's my one pointer too. So our one pointers are kind of off the board. We both agree North Carolina plus seven and a half. We'll review the picks. So you've got USC minus three as your five pointer, Georgia minus seventeen as your four pointer, TCU minus two and a half is your three pointer. So you went chalk, 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 and then you got Purdue sixteen and a half, but obviously mm-hmm. not winning the game at two points and. North Carolina getting seven and a half at one. My five pointer is going to be Georgia covering the 17. Then I've got Michigan covering the 16 and a half at four. I've got Utah Friday night throwing a little chaos into things with the plus three at my three points. That's a huge game for us. That is a big, big game. Uh, Kansas State, I'm taking in the Big 12 championship game for two points, two and a half uh spread on that one and then the one pointer i agree with you north carolina seven and a half so those are the picks and now are you are you gonna honor my request i'll give you a one pointer i'll give you toledo minus three and a half if you give me the bobcats oh okay yeah let's put that in there that's a bonus point you got ohio are they getting they're the three and a half point underdog Oh, they're getting three and a half. Oh, and four in the MAC championship, playing Toledo. Haven't won a MAC title since the eight. I'm I'm gifting you a point. All right, so I need my rockets. Kind of. I'm needing my rockets T-shirt or something. And this game used yeah, to be every sure. on Friday night all the time. They've moved it to Saturday now, huh? They slipped it in on Saturday. We're right after the U.S. soccer team. So uh, that'll add one more point that we may both need, considering all the disagreements we had. Okay. All right. We'll see. That's cool. We'll continue this contest through the bowl season, but uh, yeah, this will wrap up the regular season for us. All right, back to the trivia question, Bill. Who was the last unranked Power 5 team to make a conference championship game, and who was the last unranked Power 5 team to win a conference championship game? Okay, the the, the last unranked play in it, I, I flipped a coin here. Is it Pitt? Do you have a year? I, it was they played Clemson with that is correct 2018. They, they, I'll give you that 2018. I Pitt remember I was going to say Pitt or Northwestern, so I got that one, and I'm very confident in the next answer. Oh yeah, I threw 2020 out. That was just too weird of a season. So like, if if there was a 2020, yeah. I didn't look at it. So yeah, 2018 Pitt. Um, and then Wisconsin's the last one to win. Well done. Yeah, what year they went. Go? They went. They scored 70 points. Correct. Yes. They beat Nebraska in uh, 2012. 2012, they beat number 12 Nebraska, 70 to 31. Well done, Bill Bender. Bonus question. Three future NFL running backs combined for eight rushing touchdowns in that game. Right. Can you name those three future NFL Wisconsin running backs? Of course. Of course, of course. And it was, hit me. I'm trying to think. Try, trying to think who had the most of the three. It was uh, Monty Ball, probably had the most, followed he by had, he, he had three, but that's one. James White, 
James White had four. <laughs> there, then he got the four, and then Melvin got one after that. Melvin, Melvin who Gordon. Kansas City Chiefs squad running back Melvin Gordon. That's but right. That's I remember right. that one because the other end of that is Ohio State was not in that game because they were on probation, and they had an undefeated team. So Wisconsin, who lost a bunch of games that year, went, and then we were all like, why are they in this game? And then they went out and scored 70 points. So I did – pat myself on the back for getting those two so uh, that you works you you're off to a good start that's yeah. gonna uh that might carry over into the confidence contest boy that was uh let's hope impressive. you nailed all three right off the bat there i gotta stay away from the big 10 when i'm trying right. to dump you um very good all right well that wraps our show uh we are going to do a show on sunday after selection sunday and the field is set and that will publish sometime uh late sunday possibly monday morning so if you are looking for our next CFB Nation All-America podcast, it will be when the four teams in the bracket are set. After four months, Bill, we're there. What do you think? What's your prediction? Give me the four brackets. It's been me- fun. I don't think all our – oh, the four playoff teams? That'll be uh, the chalk. I thought, yeah, so we're going to have – Chalk, 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 Georgia. Chalk. All right. No drama. Georgia, Georgia versus – USC. USC in the in the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl, and then Michigan and TCU out in the uh, Fiesta Bowl, and then I'll take it one step further. If that's the setup, you're going to get Michigan and Georgia in, in SoFi Stadium, mm-hmm. and you'll be there live and in yeah, person. Hopefully, you will not bloody your nose at the national <laughs> championship <know>. game. <laughs> yeah, have to clean this nose off. Very good. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will see you when the field is set. Enjoy the weekend, and thanks for listening to the CFB Nation All-America Podcast. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.